1 Chronicles 29, verse 10 to 13. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, in the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Now, Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. And a few verses from Luke 22, 14 to 19. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Well, uh, the thing is, it's, it's been wonderful, hasn't it, this Christmas? I've, I've had the best Christmas I've had, Christmas I've had for quite a, quite a number of years, I think been really wonderful and I think that every time we revisit the story there's something new that we find isn't there even if it's an old thing it becomes new to us yeah um, maybe I'm not explaining that very well but it's you know the one thing that struck me more than any other this Christmas is that when Mary Having, having produced this baby, had the baby placed in her arms, that she was able to look into the very face of God. And you know, so often I've read that passage, and, and so often I've thought that thought, yet never with quite, never has it hit me quite as hard as it did this year, to look into the face of God. How wonderful is that? It's mind-blowing, isn't it? I still can't get my head around it. Maybe it'll take me 12 months, but it's, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? A wonderful thing. And, um, but I, um, I, I dare say, when I w- we were thinking about what we are going to do this morning, 
The Bible readings don't say the sort of things you might have just after Christmas, do they? Really. But um, if you need a text for this morning, it would have to be 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I want, to, I want to speak to the older ones just for a little while this morning. I will be back. Well, I need my Bible. Goodness me, I need my Bible. Uh, there we go. Yeah, thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. I have it. Here we are. That's it. I need that later. Now, I was remember when I was thinking about Thanksgiving and about saying thank you about two old men. Two old men who decided that they'd go for a walk. And, and, and during the course of this walk, they found themselves out in the countryside there, and they were walking from one field to another. And it was pleasant, it was lovely. And they come to this particular field, and they opened the gate, and, and as they did, they followed the country code, they shut it, and off they walked. As they're walking across this meadow, they get about halfway, and they see something they hadn't seen when they first started. For in the centre of that field was a bull. And they noticed this bull, and furthermore, the bull noticed them. And took a like it, and it started to run at them. And so these two old elderly gentlemen started to run too. And of course, they were no match for this bull. And no matter how fast they run, the wall at the other side seemed so far away, and the bull seemed to be gaining rather more quickly than they'd hoped. And one looked behind, he said, he's coming, he's getting near. He said, I think, I think, I think you better pray. We need a prayer. He said, I don't know any prayers. He said, do you know any prayers? He said, yeah, well, I know just one. Well, he said, say it, say it. He said, well, I don't think it's appropriate. He said, it's no time to think about whether it's appropriate or not. Just say it. He said, oh, if you're sure. He said, I'm, <laughs> it's Kenny, I'm sure. He said, okay then. Lord, for what we're about to receive, may the Lord make us truly thankful. <laughs> yeah. No duty, says St. Ambrose, is more urgent than that of returning thanks to God. And it was Cicero who said, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. It was George Herbert that said, there was given me so much. Give me but one more thing. A grateful heart. A grateful heart. You know, so often... When I go along to do magic shows for children uh, and do magic in churches, we use the magic words please and thank you. Because thank you has an amazing effect on people, doesn't it? How much it's appreciated when someone says thank you to us for something that we have said or something that we've done. We feel appreciated. And it's nice to be thanked, isn't it? And we all enjoy it when somebody says to us, thank you. 
And you know, it seems to me that God is no different. God likes it and enjoys it when his children say, thank you, thank you. And it would seem to me that that the praise that we bring to God is, in one sense, only acceptable to him when it's brought and when it comes out of a grateful, thankful heart. Isn't that true? We've just been... Christmas is a season of thankfulness, is it not? And it requires our all-hearted attention and our total focus. For our souls, our hearts, our faith, let's not miss out on what God intends for each one of us. This call to thankfulness, joy and hope in our lives an opportunity to pour out our gratitude to God for his goodness and his love. It's a word that changes so much. Thank you. Jesus took the bread and when he gave thanks, when he gave thanks, the same word. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. You know, in the original language, the word is Eucharisto. Isn't that a nice word? I, I, I kind of like that. It's a nice ring to it, hasn't it? Eucharisto. It reads, he gave thanks in Luke. Eucharisto. It opens the eyes wider and the heart deeper. Eucharisto. It means to give thanks. To give is a verb. Something that we do. God calls us to give thanks. To give thanks away. that thanksgiving might be thanksgiving, says Anne Voskamp. Hmm, I rather like that. Thanksgiving might literally be thanksgiving. Go to what? Thanksgiving involves four things, it would seem to me. To keep our focus upon him and all that he has done. It magnifies him in our lives. It installs within us the desire to tell others. It allows God to glory himself, glorify himself in our lives. And it grants God the opportunity to give ourselves It grants us the opportunity to give to God ourselves, our time, our resources, to be used in his service. It becomes a major ingredient in our relationships as we thank God 
for the lives that are in our lives, especially that of God himself. Our attitudes to life is changed. We will be more more positive, more gracious, more loving, more humble in our dealings with other people. Thankfulness ought to be the prime characteristic in our lives as Christians. Paul in Ephesians chapter 1 gives us a whole bunch of things for us to be thankful for and to praise God in our hearts for. He speaks of the incomparable riches that are in Christ Jesus. We thank God because God in his love and kindness has done what he has planned to do from the very beginning. Before the world was created, he loved us. He had a plan, a blueprint for our lives. He appointed us to be his sons in Christ Jesus before time began. Before all things came into being, God had a plan and a purpose for you and for me. He chose us to be part of his family and to enjoy his love forever. So many things to thank God for. So many, many things. We have lots of things to thank God for, haven't we? Oh, no, they would have all gone to the back, wouldn't they? Because I needed somebody to help me this morning. Well, I'll come round, that's all right. Because I want to tell you a story as I finish. A story that involves perhaps... Well, this poor family, they lived in America around the time of the Depression when things weren't very good. In fact, things were very bad and most most families didn't have very much, including this family. The man found it hard to get a job. He had little money. He had four children. And it was around Christmas time. And he wondered what they might do. You see, the children came to him and they said, What can we have for Christmas? What present will we be able to have? He said, sorry. Can't have anything. Can't afford it. Can we have, can we have, can we have turkey for Christmas dinner? Sorry. We can't afford it. Well, what about jelly or a cake or, or something to, he said, sorry. We don't have any money for that kind of thing. And he said, well, what about a Christmas tree? said, I'm sorry, we, kids, I really am, but we don't really have anything at all. We've no money for anything like that. And, and the father was upset beyond all measure, and he, and he went outside, and there on the porch were, was an old plastic bucket, and he went down into the garden, and he cut a branch off a tree, and he brought it in, and he stuck it in the centre of the, in the centre of the room. A twig in a bucket. Like I said, wow, thanks, Dad. Can we have something to decorate it? We said, I have no money. I have no money. He was, he was heartbroken. You can imagine, can't you? And he said, but I'll tell you what. And all he had was some, some paper. And he said, well... All I can do has this four of you. And he took, took his, his paper. There were newspaper actually, but I've got this. 
And he went to the children, his children, each of his four children, he said, here you are. There's one for you. See, you've got something to thank someone for, haven't you? Even if it's only a bit of paper, would you like one? Pardon? Oh, shit. Would you like a piece of paper then? I'm sorry, she's, has she had to go off to the hospital for some reason? What's that? She's a very bad, very bad cough, so she's going to the hospital. Perhaps we'll pray for her before we're finished, okay? That would be a good thing, wouldn't it? All right, she would you like one? Because, you see, give out, um, give out the pieces of paper just like that. And, and he said to his children, he said, look, what I want you to do is I want you to think for a moment about one thing for which you can thank God for. So I want you to think just for a, a few, few moments, I'll give you a moment or two, just to think of something that you can thank God for. You only need to thank God, just one thing. Okay? Have you all thought? Have you thought? Have you thought? Oh, yeah, great, great granddad. Well, that's all right, isn't it? Well, f- well, grandparents is a good thing to thank God for, isn't it? Okay. And Jesus as well. Okay, right. Making people better. Your family in particular. Okay, that's okay. That's. Oh, thank you oh, for your sister. Well, you see, there's a lot of things. Yeah, anything else? Your friends and your sister. Okay, we've got what? Okay. Actually, it seems like we've got all family this morning to thank God for, doesn't he? There's lots of other things we can thank God for too, isn't there? You know, but we'll, well, I think that's a pretty good thing to thank God for. And he took these pieces of paper and he put them together. A bit like this, you see. And what he thought, he said, he thought, and, what, and he thought, just have a prayer. So he prayed and he said, Heavenly Father, we thank you for our family, for our friends, for our grandparents, for our brothers and sisters. And we thank you, Lord, that you provide for us and that you restore us to health and strength when we're not so well. Thank you, Lord, for all that you give us abundantly in Christ Jesus. Amen. And you know, he, he found that something rather remarkable happened. And he thought, wow. And you know, he said, kids, you know, that reminds me of something very, something else we can thank God for. Not just our friends and our family and our grandparents, but we can thank God because God is holy and he's pure. He's perfect in every way. We can thank God about that. And he said, and he said, there's more. Oh, there's more. Oh, yes, there's much more. You see, pink. He said, we can thank God for our health and strength. You've heard of being in the pink, haven't you? Yeah. 
We'll thank, we'll thank God for our health and for our strength. Not just our health and strength physically, but God cares for us spiritually and for our spiritual well-being as well as our physical well-being. And that's why he sent Jesus to die upon a cross all those years ago that no longer would we be separated from him because of our wrongdoing and our sin, but that we might once more be part of his family. So we can thank God for that, can't we? And there's more. Oh yes, there's more. There's more. There's more. Yeah, there's more. There's a lot more. Yeah. And this reminds us, this reminds us that the very streets of heaven are paved with gold, you see. That which is so important here, well, is so unimportant in the kingdom of God. You see, we can thank God for all the great things that we can look forward to when we come into his kingdom, can we not? And the joy and the great love that is ours in Christ Jesus. We can thank him for all those things too, you see. And, oh yes, there's more. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, oh, that's peach. Yeah, or, or is it orange? What would you say? Would you say that were pink or orange? Peach. Peach. Well, that reminds, I'll tell you what that reminds. We can thank God. That reminds us of the joy of serving him each day doesn't it? We can thank God that each and every day we can live a life that is pleasing to him, that we can bring others to know him and to love him. And we can share with them the wonderful gospel that Jesus loves us. (laughs) There's more. You're right. There's more. There's much more. As you can see, it this reminds us, we can thank God that we, that Jesus has said that we will be one with him, that we will be his heirs in Christ. In Christ. Have you seen this before? No, we're, we're part of his royal family because that's what he is, isn't he? He's the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and he wants us to be part of his family. Yeah, and, and there's more. Yeah, you're right. They're dead right. There's definitely more here, as you can see. Definitely more. And the thing is, this reminds us that each and every day that we can grow in him and that his love will last forever and forever. And indeed, there's probably more. You're right, you see. Because this, you see, reminds us, you see, I know it looks like it, I would say, this will have to be blue this morning. I know it might like look purple to you, but from where, where I'm looking, it's blue. But hang on, no, please, please just sit for a moment. And the thing is that this reminds us about the Holy Spirit. This reminds us to thank God of the Holy Spirit and all that the Holy Spirit does in our life. For he is the one who took what Jesus did upon a cross on Calvary into the very courts of heaven. And God said, yes. That's good. That's wonderful. And we can thank God that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings, this, brings down the forgiveness of God to each one of us each day. And he says, God says, you are forgiven. Yes, accept my salvation. We can thank God for that, can't we? And the Holy Spirit makes it all possible. There is more. You're dead right. There it is, look. And at this, you see, it reminds us, does it not, that we too really need to be like Jesus. Because God created us to be a holy people. A holy people as he is holy. Okay? No, there isn't, actually. But you see, I think what we have... Oh, dear me. What we would have had here, (laughs) if I hadn't pulled it apart, 
would have been a garland of praise and thanksgiving. The things that we can thank God for this Christmas in Christ Jesus our Lord. For he and he alone is God's indescribable gift to us. Is he not? Eh? So you will remember, won't you, all the things that each and every day you can thank God for at this time. There are hundreds of things, aren't there? We've only touched on a few. There are so many more things for which we can thank God for. And God likes it. God really enjoys it when we praise and thank him for all that he's done for us in Christ Jesus. I think I'm going to leave it there. We could go on, but that will spoil things. So let's have a moment of thanksgiving and prayer. Almighty Father, we do indeed praise and thank you for all that is ours in Christ Jesus our Lord. We thank you that he became poor in order that we might become rich. And so we, like that family in our story, we can realise that they're not poor at all, but indeed rich in the in the riches of Christ Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray that you will give each one of us, grant us grateful, thankful hearts to praise you and live for you each day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing our closing.